You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you tuned in today. This week, I would like to have a chat with a few of the mothers that God is using all over the place, but grew up at Carterville. So I want to introduce you to some people that a few of you might not know, but they're friends to me. And so today, I want to have a conversation with Amber Stegall. So Amber, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Well, I appreciate you taking time to tune in. So Amber, I know you super well. In fact, I I think you might be one of the very first Carterville people that I ever met that I knew was a Carterville person. Pretty close, if not, from Gulf Shore Baptist Assembly a long time ago. But a lot of our listeners are might not know you. So can we take just a second to introduce yourself? Tell tell the Carterville podcast crew, like, who are you at Carterville? Who are you? Well, I was Amber Oberst when I went to Carterville. Um, I started going there in 1980 when I was just a few weeks old. And um kept going there until um, I graduated from college and got married in 2002. Um, my parents are Ricky and Barbara Oberst. My grandparents are Tillman and, we- Tillman and Juanita McWilliams and Bob and Betty Oberst. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Miss Betty, I'm going to mention Miss Betty, or I, by the time people listen to this podcast, I mentioned to Miss Betty Sunday at church as one of our matriarchs, you know, 90 plus. So you've got a great legacy at Carterville. You mentioned your wedding. I mean, you're, if I remember correctly, your husband proposed to you in the church and, <laughs> and, you, and you were married at Carterville because I did the service. So I remember that. Right. Definitely. All right. Well, Amber, thanks for the background. Tell us what on earth is God doing with you now? Where, where are you now? How are you serving the Lord now? What, what's God doing with you? Um, um, my husband and I are in DeSoto County, Mississippi. Um, we're in South Haven and we've been here for 13 years. Um, he's the minister. Of, well, he was minister of discipleship. Now he's the associate pastor. Um, and we have five children who I homeschool. Um, so adorable, that's... adorable kids. If you don't mind me saying that. Oh, thanks. They're, they're fun. So, um, yeah, we're, that's what we're doing. So, and before that, you guys were doing student ministry in Crystal Springs. Isn't that right? Right. We okay, were there great. for five years. And a little fun fact for the people who are listening today, uh, you you married my seminary roommate, like a good friend of mine, Grant Stegall, who I love. And at the time that you married Grant, I was marrying your roommate, Lindsay. And so right. it was kind of a kind of an interesting, it was an interesting season for everybody. Good times. <laughs> uh, in fact, a little... Just a, a small way that you contribute to my story. Um, the night that Jim Jim Kane was the youth minister before me, he's the guy that asked if I would consider being the interim youth minister at Carterville in the year 2000. And the night that I was here, the night that he asked me, I was only here because I rode up with your husband, what y'all were dating at the time, because Grant was preaching to the college group that night. And so I, I hitched a ride with Grant so that I could see Lindsay. And, uh, and that was, that was the <laughs> night that it all started. Right. So anyway, all right, well, Amber, let's look back a little bit. Like God has used you in really cool ways in ministry. I mean, I've seen two decades of how the Lord has used you and grant to disciple people, to encourage churches. You guys are just awesome. I love you, but I would love to look back 
I would love to look back and just ask you to think about this. So when you were at Carterville, how did God use that season in your life from 1980 until, until he sent you out? How did God use that season to prepare you, to disciple you? Who were some of the disciple makers? What were some of the memories or experiences? Just, I would love to go back to that time and think about how the church family invested in you. Um, that's a great question, but also a very hard question. Um, so let's, that's let a me, long time and a lot of people. <laughs> let, let, but, me break it, let me break it down this way, okay? So okay. throw out a couple of names. Now, I know that you have so many names at Carterville, you're going to leave somebody out. So let's put that on me, not you. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, so here's what I want you to do. Throw out four or five names of friends or disciple makers who helped you in your journey with Jesus 20 years ago. Okay. Well, definitely Brother Hogan and Miss Donna Ruth. Um, So many of my friends have struggled uh, and we've had deep conversations about um, they grew up believing that their salvation depended on their righteousness. And, um, you know, I didn't always understand his sermons when I was a little girl, but and that was something I didn't have to overcome. Like I always knew that it was all Jesus. Um, and so I'm, I'm just really thankful for, um, for his legacy and his faithfulness to the gospel. Um, let's see who's next. I guess Tim and Mel Hubbard um, were huge because they were so many of my growing up years and just a really close friendship there. Um, and Tim, Tim was a youth minister for you for a little while, right? D- didn't Tim yeah. do youth ministry and worship ministry for a, a good season? Yes, seventh through eleventh grade, he was basically my whole my whole youth time, except for um, a couple years with Jim Kane, um, who was also great. So, so I, I look back at y'all's friend group. You guys had an amazing group of friends. Just, really I mean, just just believers your age who were trying to yeah. follow Jesus. Who who are a couple of those people? Well, Adam Watkins and Julie Roberts and Lindsay, of course. Um, there were so many of us, and we just we just loved hanging out together and being goofy. And um, I don't know; those are my friends. I didn't have to worry about um, going and trying to be cool and hang out at Texaco or whatever <laughs> the cool kids were doing because we were going to have fun and um, and just be real and enjoy. Well, and Amber, I have like I have thought about y'all's friend, which I'm super grateful to y'all's friend group because obviously, with my wife being part of it, I really feel like a lot of her discipleship and the way that she navigated those years, uh, a lot of it I owe to you guys, you know, because y'all y'all were all so close that really gave her a safe place to follow Jesus and navigate temptations way better than she would have without you. And I tell people, and I've thought about it for 20 years, you know, when I talk to youth groups or you know, kids that like, it's really important who you have for your friends. But if a handful of friends will come together and follow Jesus well, man, I, that's going to do more for helping you finish your young, your, your, your youth and young adult life strong with Jesus than almost anything else that I can, that I can tell you or give you. Hey, do you have any memories that stand out? I mean, obviously your wedding was at Carterville, but like even going farther back than that, do you have any little fun memories uh, when you look back? We'll just wrap up the podcast with this of some things that stand out when you close your eyes and you think about your years at Carterville. What are some of the snapshots from that season? There, you're right. There are a lot. Um, there are a lot of snapshots um, in the old fellowship hall and, um, you know, VB, all the VBS um, and Miss Gwen was just such a, such a role model of faithfulness and um, diligence and, and love. Um, so 
and, and children's camp. I have lots and lots of children's camp ministry um, memories. Um, those were just really good times. Um, a weird one is I remember I got baptized on July 6th or July 5th or 6th. I like to say 6th because I ended up getting married on July 6th. But um, <laughs> so it's just Do you want me, Would you like for me to check the church record later? I can if you Please want. Please do. You, it was around the 5th to 7th because I remember that it was a Sunday night and I got baptized and we had a, a 4th of July celebration afterwards, but I felt like you know, we're off the picnic because I got baptized and like, we're so excited. So, um, that was funny, but, um, yeah, lots of, lots of children's camp and, um, you know, just such good memories. And, and this one's maybe a little bit weird too, but just moving through working through working at churches and, um, and seeing, you know, the inner workings of getting stuff done. Um, I've come to realize that it was a special thing at Carterville, how, um, everybody was faithful to contribute and not just show up and want to want to attend church, but be the church um, from all the, the ladies Sunday school classes that cook on Wednesday nights. Um, I don't know if y'all still do that, but that's the way it was when I grew up. And so that was just my model of Miss um, Dawn and Mr. Owen just coming up to the church and doing stuff that needed to be done. And Miss Noelle King, you know, all those ladies and, and men stepping up and being the body was just such a huge impact on me. Well, that's awesome. Amber, I I love you. And like our podcast today for all the podcast listeners, like there's no, there's no way for me to tell you how much I appreciate you in my story and Lindsay's story. And it's just, it's neat to me to look back during your, really within about five years of your, uh, your time at Carterville, there were a whole group of ladies that God called into ministry, marrying ministers and serving in lots of things. And I look back sometimes and just scratch my head and can't wait to figure out what God was doing and, you know, what was the DNA that made that work? Who were the, you know, who were the lady disciple makers? Who were the, who, what were the systems of the men that God used to help raise you guys up that way? Cause it's really neat. Like there's just a ton of y'all that are, that I am extremely impressed with. Hey, tell Grant that I love him. I hope you guys have a phenomenal week. Thank you very much for being a part of the podcast today. Thanks so much.